0: Welcome to Bub Club, a horror movie podcast. On today's show, we will give you some horror babble, followed by our spotlight on platform. And then we will give to you our top three favorite foreign horror movies. Today is episode number five, and we are your hosts. I'm Brandon. I'm Lindsay. I'm Melanie. I'm Josh. All right, so um, again, we were recording remotely, so please forgive any of the technical difficulties that we might have on the show. We're trying to do our part in social distancing. All right, so um, I'm going to start the show out with some, some bad news, but we'll get it over with. Stuart Gordon has unfortunately passed away. Uh he passed away at age seventy two. Stuart Gordon was responsible for such great films as Reanimator, Dolls, From Beyond, Castle Freak, and Edmund. Um Aww. he is was an awesome director and uh the horror community has sorely lost an, an awesome person.
1: You know, dolls pretty much ruined Melanie for a good chunk of chunk of her adolescence.
2: <laughs> ruined me for a good chunk of my adolescence. Yeah, I love that. I didn't want to turn into a doll. <laughs>
1: I really thought I was going to. Yeah. You know, at
2: the end, when the guy has a long chin. Fuck, you know? Yeah, it's super creepy.
1: It's super creepy.
0: All right, Melanie, you want to start us off with some horror babble?
2: All right. So I don't have anything too exciting other than I watched Hal last night. So I just thought I would talk a little bit about it And so um, in the United Kingdom, it's, uh, it was made in 2015, and it was about one of the worst uh, werewolf movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's called Howl? Howl <laughs> oh, It's about these people that break down on a train in the forest, and uh, of course there's werewolves, and you could just predict everything that was going to happen, and then the werewolves looked like, you know, out of the Lord of the Rings, those golems or whatever they are. They just, you know, they didn't look scary. They
0: looked stupid. So CGI werewolves then?
2: Well, kind of. It was like in between, but like they did the Michael Jackson contacts like to the T. Oh, uh,
0: boy. Like, that sounds cool.
3: Have you guys seen the trailer for Peninsula?
0: Yes, sir. Indeed. Uh, yeah. The Is that the new
3: to, uh, train, train to, Busan? to Busan?
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. Did I see that? I, don't okay. think I I don't think I watched it yet. I didn't know it was out yet.
3: Yeah, it dropped uh this week. Um honestly, I think it's how like all trailers for like action horror movies should be. Really? It's just like uh there's not really a dialogue. It doesn't give away like anything from the plot. It's just like quick snippets of the world and like some of the scarier looking zombies. Man,
1: I want to see- I want to see that movie. Wait, but there's yeah, something unique no, about it, it though,
0: right? Like I I, I I can't remember, but it's it adds in something new to the to the storyline, right?
3: Yeah, well I mean it doesn't give like too much away. You see that there's like a, a group of people and they kind of have their own like Thunderdome type thing. That's they, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um they're like, zombie- like pitted they're
0: pitted against zombies, right?
3: Yeah, and there's, like, a big zombie, like, sewn together, like, a pile of zombies. Oh,
1: Jesus, that that might be cool looking.
3: (laughs) it looks pretty freaky. So, like, you just see random stuff like that. They don't really, like, piece together the plot. So, I don't know. It kind of hypes me up for movies like that where I can watch it and I don't know where the plot's going to go. Instead of those trailers that, like,
0: give the whole movie away, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I remember getting really excited for it. And it doesn't look like they're just, like, doing another zombie movie. It looks like they're adding another layer to the pre-existing franchise.
3: Yeah, it's uh, definitely, like, post-apocalyptic in this one. Yeah. The first one was the initial takeover of the city.
0: All right, so... The next few episodes, I have a little kind of a treat for our horror community. Since we're stuck inside, I thought that I would uh, make some lists of movies that you can watch for free. So the first list that I'm going to give to you today is some movies that are free on Amazon. And I call this Top 10 80s horror... No, not top 10. This is in no particular order. 10 80s horror movies free on Amazon Prime that's worth checking out during social distancing. Okay, so here's 10 of them. The Gate, The Monster Squad, Dead Heat. Now, Dead Heat is an awesome movie. It's a buddy cop action comedy horror movie, and it's, like, fantastic. Four, House, then Sleepaway Camp, which we talked about on the previous show, if you want to see a penis. The Stuff... Dolls, rest in peace, Stuart Gordon, Hellraiser, Terror Train, which has the scream queen herself, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Chopping Mall, uh, a movie about killer robots in a mall. Um, If you want some pure 80s nostalgia, uh, like that's what I'm all about, you can check out Night Flight, which is a variety television show that originated on cable TV on the uh, USA Network. It originally aired from 1981 to 1988 before moving to syndication in the early 90s. And then in 2018, they redid it as a 15-minute series. It mixes highlights from the original series with some like surreal footage taken from films and television and internet. Most of it isn't really horror-related at all, but they do have an episode called Iconic Horror and DC Punk that has an interview with Freddy Krueger. Not just Robert England. It's literally an interview with Freddy Krueger. So it's pretty awesome.
1: Does he make a lot of puns?
0: Yes. (laughs) I
3: hope so. Um, I'll uh, I'll second a shout out for the stuff. I really enjoyed that movie when we watched it. Uh, uh, Horror movie night. Was that the sparkling
2: cock you guys showed me or whatever? What is that? Is a sparkling uh, no. penis?
0: No, the stuff is they they find this stuff coming up from the ground kind of like oil and then for some reason they taste it. It
3: tastes good.
0: And they're like this is delicious, so they start packaging it and it's really like a social commentary on consumerism, but like you, yeah. they start eating it and then it starts like eating them from the inside. A famous quote from it is like are you eating it or is it eating you?
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite part of that movie is like it, it follows like two different storylines and one's this like adult guy that's kind of investigating the issue and one's this random kid that doesn't like this stuff. Yeah, nobody believes he's him. He's always eating it. Nobody believes him. He's like trying to get him to stop eating it. But at some point uh... in the movie, the stories intersect and it's this like 10 year old kid and this guy like middle aged, you know. They don't know each other yet. They meet up and he's like, hey kid, come with me. And the kid just like gets in his car and like flies across the country with him. (laughs) That's really good.
1: Yeah, that sounds like something (laughs) that might happen. So our friends over at Shockfest Film Festival have decided to give the community a bit of work while under quarantine. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I'm, I'm keeping pretty entertained during quarantine, but... You can never have enough things to do. And so now is your chance to enter the quarantine competition. It challenges filmmakers, aspiring or otherwise, to create one to two minute short film about being quarantined at Hotel Paranormal, which I am not actually sure. Do you guys have you heard of Hotel Paranormal before? Because I'm actually not sure what Hotel Paranormal is. When I first read this, I thought it was just like a, you could make a film, a one to two minute film just about being quarantined. So that's where I was going to ask you guys and take this, like, you know, let's leave the Hotel Paranormal stuff out for now. But do you have an idea of what a one to two minute short might be if you would enter this competition and it had to be, you know, about being quarantined? Or otherwise, <laughs> or um, other, or anything, yeah. but just something you can make while being quarantined. I, I have an idea. I don't know if you guys want to hear mine It'd first.
3: Like a little, like a, a fight don't club you know. type thing where this guy just starts imagining other people around him, but it's all in his head. And he just goes like crazy from isolation. All right. That's a, that's a good
1: start. Know. Oh,
0: would you play all the characters?
1: Like Eddie Murphy yeah. and Nutty Professor.
0: Yeah, that'd well, be awesome.
3: <laughs> you have to film it in quarantine. Where yeah, I'm oh, the clumped people. part four.
0: Now I want to see that, Josh. You got that's your that's your <laughs> duty now. Like
3: yeah. We could do a, a Marco Polo horror. horror that's that's true. That's like true. A...
1: So, so my idea was, I think it would be cool. So, if somebody was quarantined in their house, and then like you know, the military police had taken over, and to a point where. You know we can't even like go outside to let our dogs to go to the bathroom, like you are in your house, and if you come out like you have the possibility of being shot, and somebody something is happening in the house, something horrifying like I think it'd be really cool to like do like a creature feature type situation where somebody's kind of like um coming into contact with this this horrible creature and trying to get away, but they can't go outside and and um. It'd be kinda of fun. I don't know, I kinda of like like oh, disturb yeah. I I kinda of like yeah. disturbing endings. So, so it'd be kinda of fun for them to go out and try to like scream at the military police like something's happening, but they're like, Get out of the house and they have to go back in or else they're gonna get shot. And it'd be kinda of fun at the end, like if, you know, someone knocks on the door, it's like, Oh, quarantine's over, you open the door and it's just like covered in gore, like the whole house just mm. covered in gore. Something like that. What about you, Mel?
2: Do wow. you have an idea? Um, yeah, like uh, what if what if like you lived on houseboat? And you got a quarantine oh. and the little monster like, you know, or a little monster like that comes up and just, you know, you're stuck.
0: That'd be uh, cool too. Stupid. That'd be fun too.
1: That's not fun. That what was I, a bad idea. Anything Brandon? No, that was a, that, that's a, that was a cool one. I like that idea.
0: All right. So you see a man who's extremely paranoid, right? And all the grocery stores have been ransacked, and he didn't get a chance to to get any food, right? So you kind of see his his very in a very short period of time, his day to day routine, and there's this one routine where he goes into the bathroom and screams, and then he and then then you go to the next day, that's happening every single day until at the end it's revealed that you see a bunch of jars in the bathroom of pieces of himself that was oh. cut off. To save it and k- until he's got to eat.
1: Oh, gross. That would be a good one, too. That would be a good one. I like that.
0: And I'm going to make it, and I'm actually going to remove pieces from my body, and I'm sure <laughs> oh, to win this competition.
1: <laughs> In fact, I, I wrote this because it's me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is based on a true
3: story.
1: Now I have to go My check story. out what the hell the hotel paranormal is because I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, you, so the, I I don't think I I mentioned that the grand prize for this is six hundred and sixty six dollars, which if you made something decent enough, like in these times, six hundred and sixty six dollars is
3: not money to shy away from.
0: I don't want it. <laughs> six Yo, six six. That's
3: like, that's like McDonald's twice a day for like a month
1: (laughs) (laughs) you measure like all of your income and how much you mcdonald's you can
0: get
3: (laughs) i mean you don't
0: uh all right so we'll end this horror babble with once again a horror fun fact this one i call exercising the academy so the exorcist was the first horror film to be nominated for a best picture oscar the horror genre usually gets ignored when it comes to the Academy, and there's still some bias about scary movies during award season. But The Exorcist earned 10 Oscar nominations in 1974, including a best supporting actress nod for Linda Blair who was only just 15 years old at the time. So I thought that was pretty neat. That film does really feel like a kind of a masterpiece. It really so. does.
1: It yeah. it's the only film in my like history of watching movies, horror movies, that when I was younger and watching it by myself, it literally made me like run, have to run outside into the neighborhood just to like, like gain my reality back because it took me, it was terrifying. And some of those scenes where you're going back into that bedroom and you're hearing those sounds and you're just like, you don't want to, and it's taken you there. Good God. Like I've never been so scared watching a movie. It
0: didn't scare me at all. Whatever. No, I'm, I'm, it still terrifies me.
1: <laughs> it's a terrifying movie. It's, it's brilliant.
0: All right, so that was our horror babble. And up next will be our spotlight on Platform. All right, so Platform is a Netflix original. It's now streaming on Netflix. And this was Josh's suggestion to all of us to watch and we all watched it and uh we decided to spotlight it. Um which since it was Josh's pick, he's gonna kinda lead this. So let's hear it, Josh.
3: Yeah, I'm I practiced the director's name a little bit, but I'm probably still gonna butcher it. Uh it's uh Galder Gaz Telu Urrutia. It was
0: better than I could have done. And that's the exact <laughs> yeah. reason why I didn't want to spotlight this.
3: Yeah. It had the double R and I can't do the tongue roll. But but I know really? that's because uh, it's uh, Spanish. The the film's in Spanish, but uh did you guys watch the dub or did you switch? No I, God, no. I watched
2: the Ugh, I
1: refuse I, I, yeah. I refuse to watch anything dubbed other than Jalo movies. <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're, started, they don't have a choice. Yeah. Automatically uh, switched the, the dub um, for me, and I was like, why is nothing syncing up? And I realized it was, uh, it was different.
1: But yeah. Did
3: for you... people who haven't seen this movie, um, setting up the premise, uh, this guy wakes up in a cell, and it's a vertical prison where there's like one cell per level. There's a hole in the ceiling and in the floor, and uh like food comes down on an elevator and it comes goes from the top to the bottom so would you say it comes down
0: levels, you say it comes down on a platform
3: a platform yeah it comes down on a a big platform but they have to eat what's left over from the floors above so the uh the bottom floors some of them don't even get food um so it's kind of allegorical Kind of like uh, it, kind of reminded me of uh, Snowpiercer, oh, no. uh, but it does have a few horror moments that I thought were genuinely pretty freaky. Super like horrifying. Up, tied down to the bed, and his uh, cellmate is talking about how he's gonna eat him for a month and yeah. keep him alive. Not only, a, not only
1: not only eat him, think. but like feed himself to him if he needs. Oh to. yeah,
3: yeah.
0: So he was nice about it.
3: Yeah,
1: he he was as nice as you could be about eating somebody against their will. But
0: and what a time! What a time for this movie to release on Netflix, right? Because it is very parallel to what's happening now with people hoarding food at the grocery stores and becoming very selfish, right? And so, yeah. like the platform will start on one. And then it'll go down. And I don't really want to specify how many levels it is because that's one of the twists in it as well. Yeah. But just say it's a lot of levels and it's going down into the ground. And the and everybody's eating as much food as they can. And they're trying to communicate. They're Some of them are trying to communicate like, hey, don't just eat as much as you need to so the others can get some food. And the thing about it is, it's like you'll spend a month on a level and then they'll gas you and then you'll wake up on a different level. So you can be... On a higher level, eating a bunch, and then all of a sudden be on a lower level, and not get much food at all,
1: or if any, if maybe not get anything. Period. Right. It is honestly, it's it's one of my favorite movies I've seen in in a while. Um, I, I I agree with Brandon. I think it's like telling of the times, and not just that, but of just the capitalist society in general. It's it's fascinating to catch on to all the little. Uh, I don't know I don't know what to call I guess social metaph- commentaries yeah social commentaries metaphors uh everything is you could and you you know what you could take what the director is trying to say and what the writer is trying to say out of out of the movie you can take all that stuff and it's still quite the enticing and interesting movie like you don't have to catch on to all these metaphors and everything for it to still be a good movie like you could kind of miss all that and and keep watching this and it's still just as horrifying and and you know I think it still holds up and is a, is a good movie but the fact that there's like almost every couple minutes in this movie there's something to be said there's a message to be like heard it's like my perfect example of what an art movie should be where it's not just like nonsense everything means something but it also you don't have to get what they're trying to say in order to enjoy the movie. Like, that is a perfect art movie, in my opinion.
3: Yeah. It does a pretty good job of, like, introducing the rules of their society. Yeah. Like, and just uh, giving you a little bit of information at a, at a time. Yeah. And you're kind of building this picture as this character is because he's kind of thrown in there without knowing what's going on.
1: You know, we started watching this movie late and I was super tired and I was like, oh god, I'm probably going to fall asleep while we watch it because we were actually watching it in bed and man, my eyes were like wide open and then after we watched it, Brandon and I were just like googling about it for like about an hour after and being like, oh yeah, and this probably means, oh, you know, like it's one of those movies where like after you watch it, you kind of want to go back and read what people think about it just to get an idea of everything you might have missed and it's definitely one you might want to watch twice to get but it's gonna be a hard second to watch. There's some gory shit in this. It's awesome, oh, yeah. but it is pretty hard to watch at times. How'd you feel about it, Mel?
2: I liked it as well. I think you guys made a lot of good points. This the reason why I liked it as well and um I liked the characters. I thought it was funny the guy chose the knife. Yeah. That, yeah, you know. well, that's another
1: interesting part. Is all these people that are here, they get to pick one item with them, and like that adds a whole another level of interesting p- parts about this movie. Is like why these ca- like certain characters choose certain things, and it's like it's basically character development for everybody. You see, with like their certain objects that they choose, you kind of have an idea about their character, and it's like kind of a brilliant way to develop a character.
0: Yeah, and yeah. some people can choose to go into this prison to like get diplomas right. or, or become an actress or some people are doing time. You know, it really seems like, like Lindsay said, it's like a social commentary on capitalism. And, you know, like it really hits home for me because I, I, I've always thought like there doesn't need to, millionaires don't need to exist, right? Like nobody needs that much money. Not when people are starving, and having troubles, but it's easy for them to say like, I've worked for this. I don't need to do, I don't need to take care of anybody else, but how easy would it be for them to fall and then start yelling up that they need money? Yeah, And it spells that out yeah. like pretty perfectly in this movie.
1: Well, right. Because you had like Brandon had mentioned earlier, you have these people that uh, you could you're on a different level every month and you have these people that have been on these lower levels, literally like starving to death. And then maybe they're on level, you know, like five, uh, like all of a sudden. And mm-hmm. instead of instead of thinking back to like, well, you know, what there's people under me that are in now are in my position that I was just in. Like you know, I'm not gonna like pig out. Like that doesn't happen. These people just continue to pig out, and like they're entitled, like, "Fuck
2: the right, are entitled," because they're like, right. "I starved for a month, right? Right? Yeah, exactly. I I I went through
1: my pain, and now I get to eat as much as I fucking want.
0: <laughs> and you know what? That's also reminiscent to like say like high school. Like if somebody was like a nerdy kid that gets picked on, and then all of a sudden gets popular next year, they a lot of people tend to, like, forget how it felt and also just become part of the problem. Oh, right.
1: well, there's so many parallels in this movie that you can draw from, like, real life, especially, like, growing up in a capitalistic, capitalistic society or anything like that where, like, the idea is, like, all about b- being on the top and, and basically consuming as much as you want when you're there. And it's it's a pretty yeah. goddamn brilliant movie. <laughs>
3: yeah, I thought it was, yeah, the way that they all switched uh levels every month i thought was really cool and uh it was interesting that nobody's behavior changed uh like they were always acting in their level if they were a high level person they acted how a high level person would picking out and everything but if they were low level they switched to dog eat dog world i'm gonna Start right. eating my roommate, you know, <laughs> yeah, with like your friends, like a month before, right? But, uh, do
1: you guys think that you could uh chow down on some raw human flesh
3: if no, you were starving? No. I have texture issues already, so <laughs> I've, <probably not laughs> oh. I've, I've never been that hungry so yeah. to like, be able to consider. Let me that, let me ask you this you way know? Do you think you could go
1: a month without eating?
3: Yeah, like, yeah, I uh. I don't think I'd be able to kill somebody and eat them, but like if if they were if there was a dead body and he might not if it a bit. just happened to be there, you know. What if you were to like
0: <laughs> make the floor after, slippery? After like
3: a week of not eating, right? Like this isn't like, oh yeah, there's a dead body. Let me let me try that out. <laughs>
0: you can make the floor slippery, and if they slip and die, that's on them. That's true. Oops, it was an accident. <laughs> then start eating some leg. Yeah, I don't know. I'm with Josh. I would have to be put in the situation. Like, you know, we would like to, outside of situations, we like to think that we'd do the best possible thing. But yeah. certain situations change you. It's true. You might eat butt after a while.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't do it. I just said I probably couldn't do it. And I'd just throw up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like you would try it, but it would just fail. You
2: yeah, know, I just felt like, well, there's no point. I'm getting dehydrated here. You know, and I don't know. know if
1: you guys caught this, but one of my the more interesting things to me was, you know, like there was the people on the higher levels that would actually like uh kill themselves. Um, and the idea they're like being like they basically have it too good and too much to think about. And God, I like I said, there's just so much in this movie that just really reflects in in our lives. Like this guy is kind of brilliant. And some of his uh interviews and stuff, I I, I definitely wanna see more what of what this guy has to offer.
0: His debut yeah. film too. He's only done short films, I believe.
3: Yeah. Oh, is that his debut film? Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's, that's cool. what we find out, right?
0: We could look it up, but yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, there because is if some. He keeps it up, what's that?
3: If he keeps it up, he could be making movies like uh Parasite pretty soon. You
0: yeah, know? I mean, this director immediately got on my like my radar after I watched yeah. this film. I was like, oh, if I hear his name again. I'm, it's an insta watch for me.
1: So how however the the director did not also write this so the the writing came from David DeSola. Um so I mean I think I would keep him on on my radar as well anything that he might have anything to do with writing. Uh but yeah.
3: So I'd give it a a nice 7 out of 10, I think.
0: Josh is our uh are like American Idol, Simon.
3: Yeah. (laughs) It could have been better. (laughs) (laughs) It's an honest rating. Like, I I love the movie. There were.
0: Yeah. I, I, for me, it's an 8.5. And, and and then the only reason why it's not higher is, uh, although I would think that a lot of people would find it rewatchable because of some symbolism, I would find it hard to watch over and over again. Uh for me, like horror movies need to have a certain level of fun factor in and comedy in it. And this was kind of void that. Uh which doesn't like that saying nothing about the film itself, I think it's brilliant. But for me, my taste is I need a little bit of comedy, a little bit of uh let me get some release. Right. Yeah. So that's why it's eight point five or else it'd be higher.
1: I think I'd give it a nine. I I, I actually agree with Brandon that it's not like super Uh, rewatchable by way by the way um part of the screenplay was also written by a person called uh, Pedro Rivera Rivero, and I but the 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 main story is David DeSola so anyway keep your eye for him but yeah anyway I would give it a nine uh I think and that's like because while I was watching it I was just like wow wow like over and over again um just like kind of like take took my breath away in in some parts and Granted, I, I won't be rewatching it over and over, but just that first viewing experience to me was totally a nine. What about you, Mel? I
2: will give it a solid eight. I'll give it a solid eight.
1: Cool. That's a pretty high uh, rating for this I movie. Liked,
2: yeah, I liked it, but I agree. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rewatch it at all. I, I liked the movie, though. Don't get me wrong; I loved it. It's worth the watch. It
1: a, it's it's a little bit disturbing, not
0: for the faint of heart, especially no. if you. Uh... Don't want to see people pig out on certain things.
3: (laughs) That's the part that got you. Ew, they're eating food back. (laughs) I don't want to watch it.
0: All right. Well, that was our spotlight on platform. So up next is our top three foreign horror movies. All right. I will start this by saying... They are foreign to us. If you're not in America, some of these movies might not be foreign to you. That's true. So, foreign horror movies or non American horror movies. How about that? Mm. All right, so let's get into it.
1: All right. uh, My number three is Funny Games uh, by director Michael Haneke and also the writer. So full disclosure here. I think I actually like the remake better, but it is a shot for shot remake. And the only reason why I like it better is it's just like a little more updated. And there's like a few more little like there's just like a couple of interesting tweaks in it that I like. But how, however, when I went back and watched this, uh, I think I believe it's German. When I watched this, uh, again, it's a shot for shot remake. You know, and I was just like, oh, it's the exact same movie. So had I maybe like seen this first, maybe I'd have a different opinion. But this is kind of a rough watch um but that's kind of what I like about it uh when the director I read an interview with him and and he was like the purpose of making this movie for him uh he was talking about how everybody likes violent movies and and they're attracted to that but they they don't are they aren't really watching what real violence might look like so he wanted to make a movie that basically uh challenge people To basically be like, why are you still watching this? Basically, if you can get through this movie and be fine with it, then maybe maybe there's something wrong with you. And maybe there's something wrong with me because I've gotten through this movie like several times. But, you know, I I went through a stage when I was younger where I would like to like show people really messed up videos and just kind of like watch their reactions and I get a kick out of it. And I think that might be what this movie is for me. Like, I like introducing it to people and just like kind of watching them watch it because it does not pull any punches it is like the brutal torture of this like totally like like lovable family a a a, yeah. a wife a husband and her and their child and you know these and it and it starts out just like creepy in general these kids these two guys come over and knock on the door and you know want to borrow some eggs and even like even something about them borrowing the eggs and like that whole transaction is a little bit torturous and you kind of like Start getting annoyed with them just at that part, and then it just oh, gets yeah. worse. It's kind of just, I don't know, there's something really brilliant about this movie. I really like what he's trying to say. I really like the idea that he wanted to show like what real violence might look like because you don't see that. And it, again, like I don't, I don't like love watching this movie, but it, if there's something about it that fascinates me, and I love watching people watch this movie, so that's yeah. that's why I made my number three. Uh, I, I would suggest either one either you know watching either the the foreign one or or both or both cuz it is kind of interesting watching um the shot for shot remakes and how well they do on that if you do end up liking either of the movies i'd say watch them both
3: i i think i like the psychological horror or like stress right. they put on the family at the right. beginning more than like the end like i like the movie throughout but right. i think the part i really enjoyed was them just because they break the eggs. Right. And yeah. Then they keep asking for more and then they break them again. Somehow. Yeah. And yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like know. every
1: transaction between I these just, people is, is kind of torturous.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's a, it kind of reminds me of uh, Mother. Right. Which, uh, I mean, it came out later, but it's like the home invasion. The yes. Forceful yeah. That, you can't
1: like, you can't get rid of them.
3: You, you showed that
2: to our other sister, and she'll never forgive me. Yeah, have,
1: you. I've showed this to people that will never forgive me for showing it. But I also like the suit. The, there's like this weird, like kind of like almost supernatural element to it where I don't know. You'll have to just it's watch ambiguous. it. It's yeah, ambiguous. Yeah. but You have to just watch it.
0: The soundtrack in it is a bunch of grindcore music. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say oh. that um, the way I feel about this film is the f- same way I feel about grindhouse music. I like I like listening to it, but it's hard to listen to
1: right you know i can't remember if the if the that music was actually in the original i think it might have been in the beginning but I, I don't know if it was as prevalent in it uh as that as the newer remake I don't
2: one remember was. The music, i'll be honest
1: yeah i don't i don't i don't remember the the music so much in the in the original the the german one but but yeah i think that's a little more prevalent in the remake but don't quote me on that that was my number three funny games
2: 3 is is um, coming soon. It's a Thai horror movie. It was made in 2008. Um, the director on it also co-wrote Shudder. So, um, coming soon is just about um, basically a curse movie. It comes out if you watch it. Um, you are stalked by a ghost.
1: I am actually really jealous that you've seen this movie cuz I've see, I've watched the preview for it over and over again on YouTube and I'm just like like if anyone out there wants to get me a birthday present they will find a way to get this DVD into my hands. Why is it hard to find? I watched it's hard it on find.
2: YouTube a long time ago. You know, and I haven't been able to rewatch it. I've only yeah. watched it once.
1: Yeah. It was, I, um, I've, I've looked for it a few times. I haven't looked anytime recently, but this, yeah. this movie just looks fascinating to me. I really want to see it.
2: Yeah. It's terrifying and it's not a happy ending. So. Oh man. It's got, see, it's got
1: everything I love. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Lindsay, there's your shot. I love when
1: everybody perishes. <laughs> <Everybody parishes. laughs> no
2: matter how hard they tried, you know. Cool. So yeah, I really liked it. Um. I really liked Shudder, too, and the fact that he co-wrote Shudder was, I found out, you know, I thought was pretty cool. Um, But I suggest, suggest it to people to watch. I haven't watched it in a long time. I think the last time I watched it, I might have been, like, 18 or 19. Um, Yeah. You... So, if you can find it, watch it, but it's a tough one. It's a
1: hard one to find. Yeah. Who? Which, do you know, do you remember the name of the because was a few people that wrote shutter was it um
2: i don't remember the other one it's a he he's a co-writer so there's park I don't Pung, Wong name, Poon, or could i, Bang I couldn't pronounce it
1: okay okay
2: if if you wanted me to so i didn't write it down um because if i you know i don't want to embarrass
1: myself but no. yeah cool you can go on with uh, the video Wendy. yeah I'm, i will <laughs>
3: My number three is uh actually Melanie's number one. So, so I'll, we'll I'll talk, talk about, it, about then. it when she gets to it.
0: All right, my number three is High Tension, uh two thousand three Um uh, French film by Alexandra Um Aha. A- no, I'm butchering that name.
1: Ahia? I don't know.
0: AJA is the oh, last name.
1: Aha. Uh-huh aja uh
0: he did he did such films as crawl horns mirrors the hills have eyes uh, 2006 remake um <clears throat> high tension is a slasher film about um a lesbian couple that they go out on a on a vacation together and then they're stalked by this uh mysterious man has a twist and i w- will not spoil that but that like really makes the movie for me um yeah i just I, I've always enjoyed this movie. It's like a splatter fest, and the uh one of the girlfriends just like just like loses it and she gets all badass and starts kicking ass, and that's always cool. But yeah, so that's my number three high tension.
1: my my my, bleh, my number two is Shudder. Uh, directed by Banjong Psethong and Park Poom I'm sorry. I I don't know how to pronounce some of these names, but uh this is obviously the original. Um I just God, I love the idea of this movie and I love everything about it. And I remember, so Melanie had turned me on to, there was like some Asian horror movie uh, website where you could get on. And there was like this enti- like huge list of these Asian horror movies. And I remember I would sit alone in my bedroom uh, in the dark and, and watch these on my laptop and, in this- in this movie, there's just one of the scenes through it where I had to pause and like take a breath and 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 again i like i I think of myself as someone who's pretty tough about horror- like it takes a lot to to get me but some of these some of these Asian horror movies man they they know what they're doing uh some of the visual visuals and all the effects that they do it just there's something about it that creeps me out to my core and if there's anything that can like really scare me these days uh it's it's some of these movies that are coming out, and and I don't even necessarily think that I'm like I wouldn't say like I love ghost movies. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that, but like if if we're talking about Asian horror, then yeah, that's like one of my favorite genres that they put out is is some of these ghost movies because there's something super realistic and terrifying about them, and man, they They're they never they, happy yeah they're never they're never happy they're i don't know i think like the the mythology and everything behind them is so like soaked in their culture that they just like they produce these like amazing stories with it and something and you know like some of the some of the stories can like almost be very similar and still like very creepy to me um however i wouldn't bother watching the american remake of this um I think it's pretty yeah. silly that it's not to say that it's not without some of its own scary moments. Like it's not 100% terrible, but some of the choices they make and stuff are just like, why, why would they do that? It just looks silly. Uh, some of the, uh, anyway. So yeah, if, I mean, if you haven't seen it, um, I don't know how many of you guys have seen this.
0: Yeah, I've seen both.
1: I've
0: seen <clears throat> And, uh, yeah, I saw the remake first and I really disliked it. I think you're being a little kind to it because, like, <laughs> I was just like, this is just like all the horror tropes thrown into one, and it, that that kind of stopped me from watching um, some of these like American remakes because I'm like, I just don't think they do it right, and then watching the original, I'm like, they definitely don't do it right.
1: Right. I f- I feel like the only one, the only remake um, that's ever worked. Um, taking some of these Asian ghost stories and, and remaking them is the Ring. I think they did that really well, but I haven't seen a good American remake of Asian horror since. <laughs> you like this no, though, Melanie, right?
2: I loved Shudder, Yeah, yeah, one it's one of my favorite. favorites. I've watched yeah. it a few times,
1: and and I, I love it every time. It
2: has I think it has a good twist.
1: Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. It does. It has a really cool reveal, and so if you haven't seen it. Go watch right now my number two, Shudder.
0: Well, first, let's continue listening to this, and then watch it well. Afterwards. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Not right now. Not right now. Now, but right after this, go watch Shudder.
0: <laughs>
2: Shudder. Okay, so my number two is called Feng Shui, and it's from the Philippines. It was a 2004 movie um, about a cursed mirror, I guess we'll say. And if you come a hold of it or whatever, you're pretty much cursed and you'll die kind of according to your zodiac sign. So you'll see things from your zodiac before you die.
1: Ooh. So I, I can just write. Yep.
2: And it, it doesn't sound that great. Like when you, you know, read. <laughs> it. And I think it's one of those ones on the Asian horror website that I watched. And I was like, this was scary. Like it was good. And I'm not, I don't like, you know, especially like not to be rude. It's just. Move like certain movies Asian horror, like the Philippine ones seem worse than others. And but this one was actually pretty decent.
1: It had
2: some other drama going on as it as well. So yeah. I'd say it's one definitely to check out.
1: Yeah, I, I do like when they like some story is included with, with the some of these movies. I love Feng yeah. Shui.
0: Yeah, I love it. I, I've never seen the movie. I just like the art of Feng Shui and you know, up rearranging up furniture <laughs> to have a good flow
1: i don't know you're kind of ocd so you
0: probably i'm not lying i like feng shui
1: <laughs> so i just pic- i like picture myself mean. like reading my horoscope being like you you know as a capricorn you will say hello to someone today and die horribly
0: <laughs> i think i'd be safe I like because i don't
1: see a boy, you know
0: i don't read so horoscopes
1: oh yeah if you, if you if you don't read your horoscope are you safe melanie no
2: you still die if you look into the mirror you're fucked you're dead
0: oh well what if i don't read horoscopes and don't look in the mirror
2: yeah and it's like you know (laughs) it comes into the hands of this family and they're a little effed up anyway the dad's like cheating um on the mom and he's going to leave the family and uh but then it kind of all comes around (laughs) it's not it's again it's not a happy ending which i like for some odd reason
1: yeah um, cuz it's different I bet. I bet if everything was a sad yeah, ending we would relish in boring. the happy ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: well, that's what upsets me about a lot of the ghost stories, the uh, big box office ghost stories is they always have a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And like, like you could you could get resist, injected with
3: everything.
1: you can get injected yeah. with mouth poisoning and live to tell the tale. <laughs> and
3: rap poisoning. Yeah. 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 It, it, like I uh, I don't know. If you're going to see like a dark scary movie why does it need to have right a, a happy fairy tale ending right
2: well it's, well, I, it's I think so that it's like always the same i don't know it's always the same they come up they like they don't know what to do and then finally someone says something like well if we just get beyond this water and then they get an idea you know <laughs> oh yeah oh my god we gotta get to hollow ground and <laughs> the same thing, yeah
1: yeah you
3: know.
1: all right what is what is that called again
3: uh, feng sh- Feng Shui. Feng Shui. My number two is Ganjium Haunted Asylum. It came out in uh, 2018, and it's directed by Jung Bum Sheik. And uh, this one's a found footage film, kind of. Uh oh. A little bit of a twist. We watched it for Bub Club. Do you guys remember this one?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the way better like found footage movies.
3: Thank yeah, you, it's you. probably in my top 5 for found footage movies, but it's uh some live streamers, they're going into a haunted asylum and they've uh they're doing it all live online and uh to get views, they've kind of staged some scares. Uh, to make it look like it's actually haunted, and then things start uh kind of going awry. They uh, stuff that they haven't planned starts happening, and uh, it actually gets pretty freaky. Sometimes. And sometimes, for like a low budget horror movie, like I I feel like at some of the scenes, it's just like some Snapchat filters on their faces, and they're just like <laughs> chanting and stuff, and. I don't know. It was really freaky. Yeah, if, freaky if I recall,
1: I, I'm not a huge fan of found footage. Like it's a, it's an immediate strike. And if I recall, I don't. I remember thinking like, oh no, no, it works. You know, when it works, it works. And I believe it worked in this movie.
0: Yeah, you know, when we first started watching it, I was like, I don't know about this, but it really ramps up. And Josh is right; it does get really freaky. Like there is some part, some really like scary, well done executed parts
1: well it's not the found footage that's all shaky like blair right. witch style well,
2: where, be, like
0: you're
1: just disney
0: and yeah. you
2: can't
1: see anything. right because they're going in as like a documentary right yeah and professionals those yeah, movies, yeah
3: like a production theater, yeah those so ones gonna,
1: like... those ones work well for me because i'm just it gives you a little bit of a steady hand
3: yeah
1: <laughs> and nobody's like snot bubbles or in the camera's lens and <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: no it was a it was a good movie and uh i remember being really freaked out by it so cool. Yeah. My number two is Gangeum haunted asylum.
0: All right. My number two is a Spanish film uh shot in Cuba. Um, and there was a really cool documentary on it that they go into like how, how rough it is to to film in Cuba. And there's not a lot of Cuban films. And this is Juan of the dead, not to be confused with Shaun of the dead. However, it does have some parallels. It's kind of a buddy movie. There's like two friends that are kind of slackers uh that meet the zombie apocalypse. But it's done in a way to where it doesn't feel like a, co- a carbon copy of the of Shaun of the Dead. It feels like it was like inspired by, but it uh it really felt original. It came out in 2011. And there is some really cool zombie kill scenes in it. Like some of my favorite. And I'm not going to spoil it. Because some of them are surprises, and there's some great comedy in it, and uh, I, this, this, I just love this film, and it, that is my number two, Juan of the Dead.
1: Number one. All right, my number one is Juan White Ghost Black Ghost. Now, technically, these are. Two separate movies in one. Um, I believe the director for Black Ghost was Mari Asato, and the director for White Ghost was Riota Miyaki. Uh, also, that w- they were a co-writer on that. So, my favorite one of the two—I like them both—but my favorite one is White Ghost. I believe it's the first one, and. So uh, for those of you who also don't know, Juwan is actually the grudge movie. So like any time you're going to see any movie uh, of the foreign films called Juwan, they're generally the grudge movies. That's
0: like The Curse, right? That's right. what they named The Curse. Yeah, I
1: believe it's... Yeah, part about the universe kind of. Right. Like, and, I and, and I think like the original grudge is actually just called Juwan. Um, yeah. And then it, they somehow translated it into the grudge when they made the American film. So um, my God, like this, the first film, it's super low budget. And when, if you probably like turn it on and start watching it, you're like you would probably think that you're about to watch kind of a bad movie because of the low budgetness of it all. But however, I have this is just such an a captivating story to me, and it's terrifying. It is terrifying, and all of the lives that uh, this curse touches, it it, it gets like. Like more and more terrifying as you watch it, and you it starts like revealing certain parts of what what's happening, and it goes back and shows you like um, these murders that occurred, and and they couldn't be more horrific. I actually, when Brandon and I were first dating, this is one of the movies, I, I took him dad down into my dad's theater room and it's really dark and big and this is on the big screen and he doesn't get scared usually or watch these types of movies and he had a hard time just like, I think Melanie was like living there at the time too and she was walking downstairs and he was walking upstairs and, he, and she just like scared the living shit out of him as because he, this movie just like stuck with him and it is one of those movies that totally... You will carry around for a couple of weeks after watching it because there is just, there is this pure horrifying moment. You know, I, I talked earlier about how like The Exorcist was one of the few movies that scared me. This is up there. This is up there with The Exorcist for me as a movie that I could watch and it just like, oh man, it makes me almost sick to my stomach some of the things in this movie.
0: For those of you who have seen it, I'm about to scare you right now with the name of one person, Basketball Granny. <laughs> You're now terrified. <laughs>
1: you know, and the thing is, is after, <laughs> after you watch this, you know, maybe Basketball Granny isn't quite as terrifying as she is her first time around, but when you, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, when she first pulls out, <laughs> like we'll, it will, I'll have to watch this movie. it'll send you for a loop. Yeah, I, I it is uh it, like, like I said, I think, I think Black Ghost is pretty good too, but it does not compare in my opinion. Not to the really, yeah. I almost feel like... But the, they're both good in their own right. They are both good in their own right. I almost feel like they should have been reversed when they included them together in one movie yeah. because I think yeah. it would have been really interesting to have this, like, like... And I think maybe that's why Black Ghost doesn't appear to seem as good is because you watch White Ghost and it's just, like... It's just incredibly yeah. terrifying. And then you watch Black Ghost and it almost... Maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe Not they wanted you to have a... Yeah. I yeah. don't know. But, it, man, if you have not seen this, you need to go out right now. <laughs> it's my number one, Zhuan uh, White Ghost, Black Ghost.
0: Yeah, you know, with this film, especially White Ghost, um, the story is amazing. And this is a good example of you don't need a lot of money to scare somebody. Right. Because of the way that they set up the scenes and just how they mess with you psychologically, even right from the beginning. Right. Um, it's a really good example of that. Yeah, it's a great movie.
1: Yeah, you know that—that's something to mention too. The story of that first one is just incredibly heartbreaking in in itself. Like it is a, it is a incredible story. You take the horror out, and it could still kind of be, you know, some kind of a story that you hear and and you're kind of captivated by. But oh my god, oh my god, is it terrifying? Like I get like kind of like chills just talking and thinking about this movie. I might have to go watch this.
0: I might have to go watch this. You'll be watching it alone. <laughs> <laughs> it scare me
2: so my number one um, it's also Josh's number three I believe is Suicide Club um, it's made in Japan it was in 2001 um, in Japan interestingly enough they call it Suicide Circle not Club and it's just about a bunch of like mysterious suicide like people are committing suicide in droves and this detective has to figure out what's going on huh
1: I have not seen this.
2: It, this is it's really a roller movie. coaster. Yeah, it's it a big roller coaster. It's and like I I Happy music, music.
3: and then the next thing you know, like 50 students jump in front of a train. Yeah.
1: I have to go watch this now. <laughs> yeah, no, you have
2: to go check it out. Uh, is it again, scary? I, I do believe this is another movie that's making a statement, and I think it's making a statement about um, the way uh, I think the Japanese culture kind of romanticizes suicide so they have some of the highest um suicide rates especially in youth
1: is it scary or just kind of cool
2: um it is i would say watch it because it's uh it is got scary parts but it's not it's very gory that's for sure okay but i would check it out just in general it's a really good i'd say psychological yeah, maybe... there's some
3: there's some parts that make you double take for sure. You're like, yeah. wait a second, that happened really fast. Um and this made you I number three. I don't want to give too many details because it might take away from those uh scenes themselves if you haven't seen them. But
1: yeah. Cool. I'll have to check it out. That yeah. is my
3: number one. Uh mine number one is uh, called Terrified. I think we talked about it on a previous episode. Yeah, Might I think, have been we, did. I think um, we did. It came out in 2018, directed by Damien Uh I think this is my favorite paranormal movie out of like yeah. any paranormal movies I've seen so far. It but is pretty superb. <laughs> just it's the way... Terrifying. There's like one scene where this guy's on his bed and he's trying to go to sleep and it just like keeps moving slightly left. And it's just like, so the whole scene itself is so well crafted. He's like looking under his bed and there's nothing there. He like, he's trying to figure it out. Oh man. Got my heart racing throughout (laughs) the whole movie. Yeah, I, I
1: think this is when we watched um randomly. I might have I might have picked this one like really randomly. I think I looked it up during Bub Club uh movie night. And it was or I or maybe somebody suggested it. I can't even remember. Uncle now. Kevin
0: I think picked it. Did he? Yep. Pretty right. sure. It was like it was like hitting all the number ones of the year. Like number one of the, of that particular year. Okay. Of horror movies.
1: But it, it was a definitely a a surprise just like cuz you know sometimes You'll get some shysters in a row, and then this was just, like, wonderful.
0: Yeah, it was unnerving, man. And the the little boy at the table, I won't give anything away, Oof. but just, like, Oof. when you see that scene, if you haven't seen it, the little boy at the table was, like, terrifying to me. Oh, yeah. And what they are, again, I'm not going to spoil it, but what they are, what these things are, is, like, really original. Like, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen it in any other film.
2: Yeah. I might actually surprised Americans haven't tried to Cup off the steal it. they're
0: not going to know. Go. <laughs> well yeah. we might be speaking too soon. Yeah. It might be on its way. But yeah. I, don't I don't think do I mean the only thing that like uh, uh, like an American production would have on it is like maybe the production itself, like could be better. But like this it's was one pretty of, well
1: produced if I remember.
0: Uh the CGI was a little a little All not right. that great. And I remember like not even caring. Like it's completely forgivable in the movie right. because the, the, the story and the scares and the originality of it. That's a great movie. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, yeah, that's why uh, Terrified is my number one.
0: All right. My number one is Inside, a French film from 2007. Um, Inside is about a, a a pregnant woman who is being stalked by a killer. And that in itself is, like, terrifying, man, and disturbing. Yes. But the whole reason why is, like, a, a really cool reveal. And it is really gory And I would not suggest this to most people. And, I mean, you're listening to this podcast. You're hopefully a horror fan, so you could take it. But I would say that uh, it has some really disturbing scenes. And just the overall um, premise of it, you know, a pregnant woman being, like, stalked to be killed is uh, a hard watch for somebody. Especially if you are pregnant or with somebody that's pregnant, it would be rough. I didn't watch this movie I watched this movie before we had a child, so there was none of that anxiety for me, but I imagine if I watched it today, I would have some anxiety about that. But it's a really well-crafted movie, and it's um, extremely well done. I really like French horror films. It's probably second to Italian horror films, which I'm realizing right now, I don't have any Italian films on my list, which is weird, but I got some honorable mentions about that. But uh, yes, that's my number one inside so do, do you guys have some honorable mentions
3: yeah i have uh three uh but i think we share at least one um raw right
0: yeah another french film
3: uh was it I french oh yeah it was french you're right um directed by julia du i think i'm I, I'm not a French speaker either, but yeah, it's a, about a vegan who is force fed meat and then develops a taste for human flesh.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a cannibal film and we, we don't get too many of those anymore. There was like an influx of them in like the 60s and 70s, but like I can't remember the last time besides this movie that like we saw a cannibal movie. Oh, uh, Green Inferno. Yeah, I was going to say. Green Inferno. Yeah, yeah. But they're few and far between. Yeah, Raw was a great yeah. movie.
3: Yeah. Um, my second one is one that uh, I really enjoyed. It didn't really feel like a, a foreign film because it's a Danish production and uh, the movie's in English. It's actually starring uh, Willem Dafoe, so it's like a familiar cast. It's in English, um, but... I don't know. I decided it's still a foreign movie technically, uh, because of Denmark. But it's called Antichrist. It came out in two thousand nine. It was directed by Lars von Trier, and uh, yeah, it's uh, about a couple. They go out in the wilderness after their child passes away, and they're just going through the like three stages three stages of grief is how it's set up in the movie i know there's more but it kind of generalizes a few of them um but yeah i would say like content warning wise this movie has like child death in it and also genital mutilation Ooh. so if that doesn't sound like your thing i mean oh you, gross you know? <laughs> <laughs> It, it definitely crosses some lines but I thought it was really like beautifully done, I guess uh, and the acting is great the the story's cool and what's that called again? Uh, the Antichrist, Antichrist, or just Antichrist no, the uh, it came out in 2009 okay. and then uh, I've talked about this last movie before but it's a foreign horror movie so a time to shout it out Climax, my Gaspar <laughs> Another one that's a little hard to watch, but uh, a French horror film that I thought was excellent.
0: I'm telling you, man, French. The French know how to do it. Um, speaking of French uh, and crossing the line, uh, Martyrs is also honorable mention. 2008. It's oh, a French-Canadian yeah. film. Now, a lot of people won't like this because there is... is—it's Okay, so it's what a lot of people call tortured porn. I don't like the name torture porn because I think that it, it it has like a negative connotation on these movies. Well,
1: it makes you sound like you like sexually get
0: off on and it. And it sounds like you like sexually get off on it, which I don't. <laughs> no. Being a horror fan and seeing so many horror movies, I have been desensitized as far as what's on my TV screen. So sometimes I need something like really like messed up and gory to like give me the feeling of being disturbed and scared. And this does it. A lot of torture in it, and when we watched it uh, on our in our horror movie nights, we had about ten of us there, and I would say more than half did not look pleased when that ended. And, <laughs> yeah. and and one, and it was
3: pretty quiet. Yeah, like, everyone <laughs> kind of just went home. It was like, well, I'll see it's you guys. Not,
0: it was a really uncomfortable time. <laughs> yeah, and a maybe. couple of <laughs> people just straight up said, "I didn't like that."
1: Yeah, this was actually <laughs> one of my honorable mentions too. I, it is a rough watch, but. It, I, I've got to say, so beautifully done, so beautifully shot. Um, everything about it, like, screams that this person knew how to make a movie. Um, I, I I would go, I would, if you think that you can handle it, I would just definitely tell you to go watch it.
0: I haven't seen the remake, and I'm not going to bother.
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I can't imagine remake. the remake would have been done in the same way. It was an American remake? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, God. K- I'm kind of interested. God. I might have to go watch it.
0: Um, also, I want to mention Dead Alive. It was on a previous list of mine, and this might have be- actually been like my number one foreign horror movies. But I'm trying to mix them up. But Dead Alive is a New Zealand film. Um, Peter Jackson's fantastic. 1992. Right. And House by the Cemetery, which is um, in like a um, kind of a trilogy of of horror movies by Lucio Fulci. And it's, I think, the third installment, there's City of the Living Dead, uh, Seven Doors of Death, or the Beyond, and House by the Cemetery. I would suggest all of them, actually. All of them are great.
1: They are pretty fun to watch. Uh, Had it not been on my number one, I think, a while ago, I would have said, also, let the right one in. Would have been up there. Yeah. And Shaun of the
0: Dead, right? That's that's, that's foreign. Sure. To us.
1: Yeah. Any honorable, honorable mentions for you, Melanie?
2: Um. You, I think you guys pretty much, I think some of the honorable mentions would have been the, uh, like, Terrified and thing, yeah. Yeah. And you on Black Ghost, White Ghost, I would have definitely say that was, so you guys touched on all my honorable mentions.
1: You know, as a horror fan, I think that if you don't go and explore some of these non-American horror films... You're doing yourself a disservice because they know what they're doing. It's different than what we see. I think American horror films tend to be uh, very like pleasing at the ends. You know, there's a lot of happy ending stuff, and they're, they don't they don't push it quite as far as, as some of these non-American directors and writers do. And if if you are a horror fan, it, it behooves you to go and watch some of these movies.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I didn't start watching foreign horror movies until. Know, like ten years ago, um, I was just watching all American horror films, and for no particular reason, I just never ventured out. but you kind of get to see, the same format kind of over and over again with American films, and then you watch some of these foreign films and they feel f- completely fresh.
1: They kind of blow your mind, right? Yeah they blow your yeah. mind. Yeah.
3: They're if- like, I, I find uh, they're more scary, like they're definitely. I feel like uh, American horror films, they do have have a lot more comic relief. Yeah, or jump horrors. It isn't necessarily a bad thing.
0: Yeah, like cheap jump scares.
2: Well,
1: And and that's not to say there's not... That's not to say there's not American movies out there that don't push the boundaries. Oh, of
0: course, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah are. But, but I mean, they're, they're few and far between. As far as yeah, by, I don't know. I it guess, feels it feels like more... that's when I started watching foreign horrors. I I got bored. I'll be honest. I got super bored. Yeah, there's, you know, Americans weren't doing enough. I don't think as far as imagery goes or willing to kill off like you know main characters or right just got boring. So yeah, go
1: treat yourself. Watch it foreign yeah. horror movies
0: all right well that would be our show I'd like to thank you for listening and if you want to check us out on social media you can find our pages under bub club podcast also if you want to email us with questions that we might answer on the show uh bub club podcast at gmail.com bub club is a production of pod cauldron check out some other great podcasts on the pod cauldron ne- network including Cards and Cubes, a show about board games that you didn't grow up playing, Rabble, 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 a humorous look at current events. And we will see you in two weeks.